Every now and then, it's important to look back. Look back on what you've been through, look back on what you've learned, look back on how you've grown, and look back on how you've been challenged. In this episode of the Do A Day podcast, that's exactly what I do. I look back on the 26 episodes that came before this and think about what we can all take from them to do a day. The Do A Day podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned. I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. So what is this all about? I have now released, as of yesterday, 24 episodes of the Do A Day podcast. Number 25 comes out next week. And then 26, I just had the pleasure of recording last week finished editing it last night. Um, I wasn't I wasn't going to release it this year and I kind of had a change of heart. I decided to go a totally different direction with the next few episodes. So I'm going to be releasing number 26, um, I think on October 9th. It's a big one. It's a big one, but it's a little one. It's Dick Vitale. So that's pretty big. Uh, it's little in the sense of time because as you can imagine, Dick being as big and busy as he is, did not have much time to give me, but I got in total like 10 or 11 minutes of hardcore high energy Dick Vitale, which was awesome. It's uh, it's my shortest episode, but possibly the most jam packed with just like walk away and feel super inspired and impressed and fired up. So it's good stuff. Um, so I think I'm going to launch that and then this one and then take a couple week break. And then I've got 20 more episodes in the hopper. Um, yeah, so I've got, uh, 20 of them recorded and produced, and then I've got another five or six interviews coming up in the next few weeks and I'm still meeting more people and getting introduced to other amazing people. I've gotten a lot of outreach from publicists and, uh, and people with a story to tell. So this ain't over, but, uh, even with that like two week break, I've still got, I don't know, another year almost of content ready to go. Um, we'll see. I may have to start going to twice a week. Anyway, um, I want to record this episode and you guys get to hear it. And uh, if you miss it or you come in for part of this, it will come out the week of my 40th birthday, which uh, is Friday, October 19th. I'll probably release this on the 15th or 16th. Not totally sure yet. But the reason why I wanted to do it then is, look, it's a milestone. Um you know, this is a milestone birthday for me. And I made a decision not just to have my birthday be about me. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's dawned on me as I get older that I want to have an impact. And that's, you know, what all of this work is about. So I am asking for my 40th birthday that everybody try going vegan for a day. And I mentioned Chris Fuqua, who's watching. Chris leads an amazing restaurant called Be Good. Um, they have plenty of non-vegan options, but they also have some really good vegan options. I know because I used to go there probably three or four times a week for lunch when I worked downtown in Boston. There was one right by my office. Um, they have awesome quinoa bowls and salads and their veggie burgers, pretty mean, um, smoothies and juices and some awesome fries and sides too. Um, but that's, that's just one of the kinds of tips that I sent around an email earlier this week about how to make it easy. And that's the thing about going vegan. I made it hard in my mind forever and I never tried it. And then I was like, you know what? You can do a day. 
and I did, and hence the book got a title, and the podcast got a show name, and all of that. Um, but Be Good was a piece of that, so thank you to Chris and everyone at Be Good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's not that hard. You could just try. So you can uh, you can sign up at BrianFalchuk.com/slash/one-vegan-day if you think you're up for the challenge of trying to go vegan for one day and I'll let you in on a secret. You're up for the challenge. It's not that hard. Uh, it's just one day. You can totally do it. I throw out some breakfast ideas, lunch ideas, dinner ideas. Um, but it's just one day. Anyone can do anything for a day. And what you might find is it's a lot easier than you thought. And you might find that you might do a second day like I did or a third day like I did or a pretty soon 1200, 1300th day. Um, it's not a big deal. You can do it, but the easiest way to do it is to start with one day and try. So that's all I'm asking people to do. And then World Vegan Day is just a few weeks later, a couple weeks later. Um, you can jump on board with that after you've been doing a day for a few days and, uh, and join the global movement. So brianfalchuk.com slash one vegan day. Go on and check that out. Um, the reason why I want to do this episode, aside from talking about one vegan day, is to reflect on these at, at the point this comes out 26 episodes that I will have released and 40 something that I will have recorded by the time uh, you guys are listening to this and it's been pretty amazing I've taken in a lot from it I hope that people listening to the podcast have as well um, there are some episodes that are released that blew me away um, there are some episodes that aren't released that honestly um I'm still kind of speechless about they're pretty heavy and um, mind-blowingly inspirational there's two I recorded on the same day or maybe it was one day apart um, that had very similar stories of uh, father leaving the family early in their lives um, in, a, in a pretty traumatic way and the impact that it had on them and it's really interesting because they took extremely different routes to get to the same place that is so interesting to me is like people who go through the same trauma but have wildly different journeys and end up in this just unbelievably peaceful thankful forgiving inspirational calm place of watching um god i can take a lot from that and that reminds me of what the show is all about you know i wrote my book shared a number of my experiences and stories in the hopes that people might identify with some of them um, see some analogs in their lives and figure out how they can use those lessons to overcome what they're facing. And, um, you know, that's the kind of feedback I've been getting that it's resonated and it's helped people. But at the same time, look, I haven't gone through everything. Um, my experiences may be so wildly different from your own. And maybe it's just me or my style that for whatever reason, my message from my mouth doesn't resonate, but someone else's will. And that's where the podcasts come in. And I've been blessed to get to introduce a lot of really different people to you and different backstories and different messages of how to get through and all that. Um, so that's what this podcast is all about. And I wanted to use this episode to reflect a little bit on that because a lot has come out and it's good to take a breather for a second and just recognize some of what's gone out from uh, from this show. So I have a list of the 24. 26 episodes um, that will have gone out by the time this comes out and I just want to hit really briefly each of them um, yeah just to uh, to touch 
on what the messages are and thank the people who have been a part of the show. So the first was Charlie Gilkey. Um, so the first episode was me, but the first guest was Charlie Gilkey. For those who don't know Charlie, he runs an amazing company and podcast called Productive Flourishing. Um, it's it's awesome. Really inspiring, uplifting, motivating, drive you forward kind of stuff. Um, Charlie shared his story, which it, it's it's really personal. There's a uh, I didn't realize because he, he doesn't share it a ton. I didn't realize the similarities to my story in the sense of a wife who had gone through a pretty major medical, um, medical scare, uh, life threatening illness. And as if that wasn't enough, Charlie and his wife have been hit a number of times. One of them literally, uh, in a major car accident that pretty seriously, uh, impacted their lives. And he just, he goes through what they went through, how they came through it, and um, to look at how his life is flourishing, to use one of the words from his title, um, is pretty inspiring given the blows that they've taken. And it's a reminder that you can get through anything, but you do have to push, you do have to stay focused, you have to believe in yourself, um, and you have to look for what's next, look for the better when you are so insistent that what you have isn't good enough. Um, so Charlie has this great story to help people pull themselves up from tough times. Um, that's kind of the theme of the whole show, but Charlie's, uh, Charlie's was awesome and he's really good at telling it. And he's just, um, he's an inspiring guy in general. Um, great podcast as well. So you should definitely check out productive flourishing. Um, the next was Evan Ruggiero. Evan's pretty wild, pretty amazing guy. Um, so I found him by seeing a clip. I think my wife and son found it. A clip on uh, YouTube or somewhere on the internet when he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, he's a tap dancer. He's an amazing tap dancer. He uh, started at a young age, as a lot of really successful dancers do. He was big into musical theater. And um, while he was in college, he had some pain in his leg and uh, lo and behold he had cancer in the bone um, in his in his leg and um, if you're putting two and two together it's kind of hard to be a tap dancer when you risk losing a leg so he went through a number of surgeries to try to not just deal with the cancer but keep his leg and then when that wasn't working and the cancer came back after dealing with multiple surgeries, after dealing with rounds of chemo and the toll it was taking on his body, then he got the news that they also had to amputate part of his leg. And um, that's what happened. And Evan had this you know, amazing perspective and relationship with his leg. And he talks about, you know, the night before the surgery and how he was feeling and how he sort of spoke to his leg, sort of thank it and, um, you know, I'm moving forward and you're not going to be a part of that. And, and that's it. Um, you know, I'm sure it was not as quick and easy as that, but you, you come away realizing like, this is a guy who's been driven his whole life, who has dreams, who works incredibly hard and he doesn't let anything get in his way from rejection to, you know, a threat in his life and his whole way of being. Um, so he did lose part of his leg. He, um, was amputated, um, now I'm forgetting if it's below or, or above the knee. This is a while ago that we recorded. I think it was February of uh, 2018. But um, he certainly shares that in the story. Uh, and then guess what? He's still a tap dancer. And that's when I saw him. He was dancing 
uh, with one leg and a peg leg. And so he is the second successful peg leg dancer. He looked looked around on the internet and found this other guy back, you know, before there was a color TV or anything. So this is like black and white footage of this guy uh, tap dancing with a peg leg, uh, which is pretty amazing. So he took that forward and went after it himself. You have to listen to it. It's um, just because, look, we all go through some tough stuff. And there's a whole other level of tough stuff that most of us don't face. And Evan faced it. And he ain't stopping, which is pretty unreal. So listen to that. Check him out. Um, and you can watch videos of him on YouTube. They're well worth watching because he's an amazing dancer. And then just to see, like, look what he can do with one leg and didn't let that stop him. Pretty, pretty unreal stuff. Um, and then there's Amy Schuber, who has become a good friend of mine. We're in uh, a group together spend a lot of time connecting. Um, Amy's pretty sweet, pretty awesome person. She has a great podcast called Inspired Conversations where uh, she interviews amazing people, really uh, some big names, some smaller names, but either way, hyper inspirational, great messages. And she's a really, really excellent host. Um, she's also a business coach and life coach and um, just a great person. So I was on her show a while ago, thanks to a connection from someone I'll mention in a moment. Um, and uh, we just kind of hit it off. And the more we went back and forth and I learned a little bit more about her, I was like, she needs to be on this show. Um, and she had this great phrase that's sort of been the cornerstone of her life and her career. It's that you are the one you've been waiting for. You know, we all wait for answers from someone else. And Amy recognized that the answers come from within she's absolutely right um so that is episode four then we go to episode five the great bearded ryan caligari ryan has a book review podcast which is how i met him he reviewed my book um had me on awesome guy great energy little did i know he has a whole story as well as do most of us. Um, he battled with depression, uh, comes from his family side, depression and anxiety. And he talks about how he got through that and what his perspective is and how it's helped him through his life. So Ryan, um, he's another really just great, positive, high energy person without being exhausting. You know, like there's a, a line you can cross. He's not there. He's, he's right in the good place. Um, I love interacting with him super positive. And if you're a reader, his podcast is awesome. Really, really helpful. Um, just the way he gets to the heart of every book that he reviews and he has the authors on and he's had, you know, some New York times bestsellers. Um, so it's, it's pretty legitimate stuff. Um, great guy. The next is a guy named MC Yogi, who I really excitedly, I got to meet last week. Um, not last week from when this goes live, but last week from when I recorded it. Uh, he was in the Boston area. He and his wife were doing a yoga event and talk, and I got to stick around for the talk. Um, I have yet to do yoga, but I'm interested and curious, but I didn't think um, that would be the best place for me to get started in a room full of pretty serious yoga practitioners. Um, so I stayed for his talk, and also I hadn't been home for a while, and I really wanted to see my family. So I heard his inspirational talk and then, um, and I got to say hi to him and I met his amazing wife, Amanda. Um, MC Yogi is a pretty cool dude. So we as a family are big fans of his music and um, been listening to it for a while. And then he put out a book called Spiritual Graffiti that's all about his story. 
um, really, really cool backstory. And he tells it incredibly well. It's, it's an autobiography. Um, this is a guy who grew up, you know, started out on a good note and then went pretty dark. So he was always uh, kind of running from the law on the wrong side of things. He was a graffiti artist. Um, he was in California in the Bay Area. Um, you know, there's drugs at play, um, friends making bad choices. And he ended up in a home for, uh, you know, group home for like troubled youth. Um, and, and he had a, a really like a, a rough childhood, rough teen years and made a lot of bad choices. Um, and then he discovered yoga. His dad introduced him to it. And you wouldn't really think like, why is this like, uh, uh, like little punk doing yoga? Like how would that happen? But he tried it. And it transformed his life. And it's not just the exercise piece of it. Um, it's about the connection with the mind and the body. And he really dove into it. And he dove into the teachings. And um, he's had a pretty incredible journey and inspiration. And he gets deep with it. Uh, he tells it really, really well. One of the great things that he said during the show was, um, everything grows in darkness. You know, you think about a seed. You plant it deep in the earth, it grows in darkness. And so you shouldn't expect that um, from darkness comes nothing from darkness comes life. Like every plant begins that way. Um, every human begins that every baby begins that way. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he points that out really well. And of course his story comes from darkness and people who are struggling, that's coming from darkness and you can still get to the light on the other side of that. Um, so MC Yogi, big shout out to him. And, uh, he has put up with me bugging him for many months. Um, but as far as I know, he hasn't blocked my number yet. So that's a good thing. Um, Ann Sugar was after MC Yogi. Ann's awesome. She shares her perspective in going through cancer. And um, she does a lot of work on what you need to be mindful of as an employer when you have an employee going through cancer. Um, but she does a lot of leadership coaching and had this just, I don't know, interesting kind of wake up with herself. Um, when she got hit with her own struggle, um, at a point where she was like at the pinnacle of her fitness, she was training for a triathlon. She was, um, successful in her business. Like everything's, you know, family life was great. Everything was really positive. And then this dark cloud rolls in and she had a really interesting perspective, not just on the difficulty of cancer, but specifically that this is, this is something that threatens your ability to trust your own body. You know, it's not about someone else hurting you. It's your own body being against you in, in a way. And of course, that's a perspective you can choose to take. But there's some reality to that, some truth to that. And it's a really interesting thing that I'm not sure everyone, certainly people who haven't gone through it, necessarily thinks of. Really, really interesting. Um, and Anne just did a beautiful job sharing her feelings, her thoughts, her process, and, and what she went through. Um, so a huge thank you to Anne for coming on the show and sharing her thoughts. The next person's actually watching this on, um, gosh, I don't know if it's Instagram Live or Facebook Live. I don't know which one's going from my phone and which one's from the iPad. I think Instagram Live is Chris Worth of No Quit Living. Um, Chris came on and I think just saying the name of his show, No Quit Living, like that kind of tells you in a nutshell what we talked about. How do you not quit? How do you keep pushing through and create this life that you care about more than anything and that you achieve in and, uh, you know, very motivational, inspirational message talks about having the right people 
on your bus and getting the wrong people off your bus. So, you know, who is in your life as a support versus who might be standing in the way of you achieving what you're trying to achieve. Um, so great, great talk with Chris and kind of ironic timing for him to jump on the live, uh, the live session, I think on Instagram. Um, after Chris, we released David Ralph's episode for anyone who, um, Anyone in the UK who checks out the self-help space and podcasts, you may well know who David Ralph is, or at least the name of his show, Join Up Dots. They have millions of episodes. Um, he, Sorry, <laughs> not millions of episodes, over a thousand episodes with millions of listeners, uh, millions of downloads. It's, it's a pretty big show, and David is probably the highest energy person I've had on the show so far. Um, he is awesome. And I have to say, I've actually, I've learned a ton from him about podcasting. He shared a lot with me, um, when he had me on a show a while ago, like it was pretty early on in, uh, in my process of sharing the do a day message. Um, but we stayed in touch a bit. And, uh, and when I had him on, we probably talked for double the amount of time in the episode, which I think is just over an hour. Um, he just shared a ton with me. And that was like back in January, I think, of 2018. So I've been recording episodes for a while, and David just gave a lot of himself. Um, huge, huge thanks to David. And he shared his his story and his message. His show is called Join Up Dots, which is all about making those connections through your life, all the, the various dots in your journey. How do they come together and tell an ultimate life story? And what, what are you crafting in terms of the journey of your life? Um, you got to do that purposefully. And, uh, you know, with, with energy and direction and, um, through that you come together and you create a pretty amazing life after David was Claude Silver, who blows me away as a human being. I am blessed and lucky to count Claude as a friend and many thanks to Chris Saroy, um, who had, uh, who had Claude on and then me on his show, um, Mavericks Unlimited. Um, and he's just like, you two need to talk. And he's so right. Cause if you listen to his interview of Claude, it gets to a certain place in her message of bringing heart into business. She's the chief heart officer for Gary Vaynerchuk's company, VaynerMedia, not the head of HR chief heart officer. So they go through that. And then at the end, he's like, you know, what have we not talked about? And she said, well, no one ever asked me about my story and why I am who I am and the way that I am. And, um, that's exactly what my show is about. And so we picked up right where Chris left off. So I, I tell people you should actually listen to both of them in succession. So listen to Chris's interview and then my interview of Claude and you put it together and you get it. It's a one big cohesive story. Um, Claude opened up for the first time ever about um, her background, her history with her own struggles, including abuse and addiction. She's, a, she's an amazing, amazing soul. So thankful to know uh, Claude Silver, and I was going to say Chris. Also very thankful to know Chris, of course. And I've gotten to meet both of them in person, which is great. Um, after Claude, I had Elizabeth McCourt, who uh, she's awesome. Elizabeth responded to a Twitter uh, tweet that I sent um, after watching her TED Talk and um, seeing some of the work that she was doing. I wanted to do some of what she had done, and I just reached out to her for advice. And she's so gracious and so helpful. And just through that process, getting to know her, um, I got a lot out of it. I learned a bit about her message around resilience. And uh, I was like, I have to have it on the show. So I think actually she's the first person that I interviewed um, in the grand scheme of it. I think that was the first interview that I did for the show. Um, anyway, she's great. Really, really 
amazing woman, very inspiring, great leadership message. That's her focus. She's a leadership coach. She's also an author, fiction and nonfiction. Her fictional work, um, Sin in the Big Easy, it's a pretty cool read. Then I had Josh Lajani. Josh was, he was a guest on the Rich Roll podcast. Uh, he just recorded his third time on the show now. For those who don't know, Rich Roll is like, he's my idol. Um, so I heard Josh pretty early on in finding Rich's podcast. He's one of the first interviews, guest interviews that I had listened to. And I was like, I, I just blown away by his story. And, you know, it's a guy who had an extreme weight loss story. Um, so I obviously identified with him through my own weight loss journey. But he didn't just lose his own weight. He transformed the culture around him. He comes from Louisiana. And it's a, you know, it's an area that's really hit hard by obesity and diabetes. And it's a strong part of the culture. Being big is celebrated. The way you eat around being and staying big is celebrated. And he sought to change all that. So he went vegan, big time runner now. He does ultra marathons, plants and running. That's kind of his mantra. But he changed everyone around him too. So he got the whole community to eat differently, to go vegan. And they're all in it. And he's had an incredible journey. I That guy's awesome, super inspirational. Michael Nulty was after Josh. Michael, someone I had followed on Twitter. I still follow on Twitter. He puts out an, an, an insane number of tweets that are just hyper inspirational and brilliant. Uh, and they're not quotes from other people. It's his own thoughts from his book, he's he's great so he talked about his journey he brought a bit of inspiration this is a guy who's attempted suicide multiple times that's the lows he's had a super successful career and the highs um he's at a completely different place now and he's learned so much through that and i don't think there's i i can say pretty confidently there is no chance of him feeling the urge to end it all ever again and it comes from what he's learned in that journey which he shares um I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, there's a another guest who I will be releasing probably early in 2019 who um, calls himself the suicide comedian, um, who also has struggled with that a lot. As he says, he knows what his gun tastes like. So, you know, it's not, it's not a joke. It's a very real thing. Michael brings some incredible personal perspective on the subject. That's, I think, a lot of people need to hear. Um, Mark Metry was after... Michael and Mark has a podcast called Humans 2.0. Mark is, he may not be 20 anymore, but when I interviewed him, he was 20. And the things this 20 year old has achieved will blow your mind. He, um, he talks through the why and the how behind all of that and what he's seeking to do. And it's about who we can be and, and transforming of what being a human is, you know, being more purpose driven, more focused on having an impact and uh, it, was, it was a really good discussion. Uh, Mark's podcast, great humans 2.0. You should definitely check it out. He created this thing out of thin air and it's one of the top shows on iTunes, which is wild, but good for him. After Mark was one of, if not my closest friend right now, I feel weird saying that because we've only gotten to meet once. But when I think about people who just get me, People who, if I needed to reach out to talk about something deep, who would I turn to? Aaron Keith Hawkins is the name that always comes to mind. Aaron had me on his show a while ago, Unbreakable Success. And we did this pre-call, and I've, I've shared this story a number of times, including when I interviewed him. But we had this pre-call, and I was walking to a train station to hop on a train to go to the airport. And I actually let... I think I told him I let a train go. I probably let two, if not three go. 
Um, I had plenty of time to make my flight, so that's fine. Um, Because I just didn't want to get off the phone with him. And we have stayed just so in tune and connected. He came out for my first TED Talk. He was right there to support me the whole time, which was just awesome. He took a whole day from his work. You know, he took a day off, took a day that he could have taken off and been with his family, and he gave it to me, and that meant so much. So I've been really lucky to know Aaron. He goes into, well, his own story where he had a life-threatening medical scare, but then what he found coming out of that and how he felt coming out of that and how that shaped his life going forward around purpose, around never wanting to have regret around what he's doing or, you know, if he's doing enough. Um, But he talks about influence and it's not about influence of others. Ultimately, that's, that's what you get to. But you can't do that if you can't influence yourself. And so that's what he's really focused on is how do, how do you influence yourself? If you can do that, you can influence anybody. But if you can't influence yourself, you will never influence another person. Uh, so he, he goes into that quite a bit. And he's just a great guy and, and powerful and tells his story well. Kelsey Abbott was after Aaron. Kelsey's awesome. Um, Kelsey and I went to college together and didn't know each other. And we didn't go to a giant school. Um, I certainly recognized her. Uh, I, I don't know if she said she recognized me or not, maybe. Um, but Kelsey's super cool. She's a triathlete and a coach. And just got a great attitude, really inspiring person who knows how to draw out the inner awesomeness in everyone. Uh, actually, we met through Elizabeth McCourt, which is kind of funny. It took some random person I, I reached out to on Twitter to, to connect me with someone that I graduated from college with. But I guess that's life. Um, she's super cool. We're just such an awesome woman. Um, really chill, but really powerful at the same time. So I'm really psyched to have Kelsey on the show and share her story. You think as an athlete, like she's tall, she's fit. She has been for a long time. Oh, she's got it easy. It's not like that. The grass is not green anywhere unless you do the work to make it green. And she shares all that. So it, uh, that's a really great conversation. And then I had Dory Clark. Um, some of you may know Dory. She's a business expert. She's written articles in like every single major business publication, Forbes and Harvard Business Review and Inc. and like all these other places. Um, she's super frequent speaker and interview uh, podcast, interview guest, radio show guest, etc. Um, she's had a really interesting career and life. And she talks a lot about perseverance and you know, people who are like, I wrote 10 articles and nothing's happening. So, you know, what gives? And she's like, you know, you got to write hundreds. You have to keep pushing through. If you really want to achieve something, you can't expect it instantly. And, and that notion of instant gratification she's speaking about, you know, that's not so rational. So great advice from Dory Clark. And then I have had some pretty cool badass women on the show. Sonia Looney is absolutely one of them. Aaron Keith Hawkins introduced us. Sonia is so cool. She is the reigning world uh, mountain bike, women's world mountain bike champion she, for these endurance races. She is unbelievable. She's done some really, really cool stuff all over the world. She did a TED Talk about um, this uh, this race she did called the Yak Attack that she was the first women, woman to finish. Um, and she barely finished. Like, there was... There was actually something uh, pretty serious that happened that almost stopped her from getting to the end, and she documented the whole thing, and that's what her TED Talk is about. 
Um, Sonia is so cool. There is so much to the episode, but there's one thing she said that I found myself quoting at least once a week. And that's this idea that she likes when she feels stuck. And everyone's like, why would you like feeling stuck? Well, Sonia says what she's learned is when you feel stuck, it's a sign that something great is about to happen because it's in, in those moments that you figure stuff out and that some huge shift is coming. So, you know, you may not like the actual stuckedness, if that's a word, which it isn't, but she's come to respect that it's a sign. It's an early warning sign that something pretty amazing is about to happen. And that's a good reminder because we all feel stuck in life. Um, Tim Fargo was after Sonia. He also felt stuck in life, stuck at the bottom. He had this uh, early huge success in his career and he got ahead of himself and he believed his own hype and he ended spent ended up spending himself into bankruptcy. So he went from, you know, super high in his 20s to crashing down in bankruptcy court. And that is uh, pretty, you know, a pretty tough place to be. He had said in one of his emails to me, he's like, when you're donating blood to buy gas because you're living in your car and you need your, you know, you need gas in your car if that's all you've got, that's a, that's a pretty low, low. So he went from there to starting another company and being super successful with that and selling it. And now he started yet another company. And this is how I found him. He started something called Social Jukebox that I use on the regular. If you guys follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn, um, no, I don't sit in front of my device tweeting and posting all day. I use Social Jukebox to share my content in regular at regular points throughout the day. So he had the idea for that created it, runs a company, and um, that's how I met him. And he's got a pretty cool story. And I interviewed him while he was in Poland. So he goes back and forth between Poland, I think Florida is where he lives in the States. And he's just created a life that is actually what he wants. And I give him a lot of credit for that. I had Dr. Jason Brooks on after Tim, another Aaron Keith Hawkins connection. Dr. Brooks is great, really, really great guy. Actually, I may have introduced them. I don't even remember. Um, Jason's great. He's such a great human being, caring, um, insightful. He's focused on leadership and the work that he does. And he shared his story and what he's learned about that and the idea of needing purpose. And for him, purpose was about helping others. And that is how he reshaped his entire life. And he worked really hard to do that. Um, so he goes through that. I have Jen Arnold, another fellow podcaster who had me on her show and then uh, redefining wellness and then had me came came on my show and shared her story of uh, her own struggles with self-image and weight not obesity but um, kind of the opposite but just you know healthy weight and we talk a lot about that and the journey she went through and the emotional connection to it and her view on corporate wellness and um sort of like biggest loser challenges you see at work and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's super cool. Um, but really important discussion around self-image that I think we all need because that is such a big issue in, uh, in lives, uh, especially teenagers, especially girls, um, but, but boys as well. You know, I talk about the, uh, the wrestling team in that interview and the way that they obsess about what they eat and the purging and it's something's got to give and it's not going to happen if we don't make it happen. And I had Lee Havern on the show. Lee's great. He's a really caring, thoughtful person who has been through a pretty rough time in the wake of his father dying and that leading to pretty serious depression that he faced. And coming out of that, he learned just how important it is 
to not only help people with physical wellness, but mental wellness and how the two connect to each other. See, he was a personal trainer, so he was already focused on the physical side, but through his own experience, he learned more about the impact on the mental side and how the two really interplay and that there's this whole set of the population, people who are struggling with mental illness or other physical illness like cancer, maybe a chronic illness that aren't really being addressed by the uh, the fitness community, which is much more focused on the aesthetics. Not everyone, but on the whole, that's more the focus of that industry. So he is focused on bringing physical wellness to those struggling on the mental, emotional, general health side and bringing, you know, bringing that physical betterment into the equation to drive a mental improvement and emotional improvement. It's a really, uh, really beautiful take on things. Then had Emmett Muckles, who is, uh, he's a lot of fun. Emmett has a show called Billionaire Lifestyle Podcast. It's nothing to do with money. It's all about extreme wealth of experiences and values and um, a really, really cool guy. Um, so Emmett brings his special brand of energy and insightfulness to the show. After Emmett, um, the week I'm recording this, Terry Levine, uh, her episode came out. Terry calls herself a heart entrepreneur. That's the name of her podcast and her work. She's a nine-time author, six-time author, multi-time author, bestseller. Um, she's constantly traveling, speaking. And what you would have no idea about is the amount of excruciating pain she's in every day. And she's in a wheelchair some of the time. Um, she has a uh, an autoimmune condition that the way she described it is, imagine... They drained the blood out of your body, filled you up with gasoline, and then lit your circulatory system on fire. That is how she feels on a daily basis. And she made plans uh, to, to end it all, to kill herself. She had pain medication, and she got all that stuff together and had her husband and her caretaker. She had like a, a, a nurse or phys- um, like a you know medical assistant kind of person helping her. Um, so she, you know wanted some time alone and she set up to end everything. And so she started to write a, a note, you know, what started as her suicide note turned into a book. And she's like, I looked down and realized I had written so much and the message was so strong and that changed everything. And, you know, as she's telling me the story, I'm sitting there being like, and so when did she get cured? Cause she's, she's okay now. Right. And she's like, you know, I'm in a wheelchair as we're talking. I'm like, you know, you have no idea. So she's in all this pain, but she's completely reframed things and she's recognized what matters. And it's not that it doesn't hurt, but it's a question of whether it has to matter as much to her anymore. And you can still achieve. It's a great, a great interview with Terry. After Terry is the hidden why guy, uh, Lee Martinuzzi, who his why is so hidden, he wouldn't even tell me about it before we recorded. So I had to find out. I'm like, yeah, but Lee, I, I got to know because I need to know how to how to draw it out. And I need to know if it's really a fit for the show. And he's just like, it's a fit for the show. I'm like, uh, no offense. I've heard people say that before and and it hasn't been, but, um, but it was, he was right. Um, Lee's very cool. And, uh, you know, he's got this great story and had a lot of success. Uh, but then kind of just realized like, what am I doing? And gave it all up and grabbed his wife and two young kids and hit the road. And he's created a totally different life out of that. And he shares that whole journey and that whole story. And then coming full circle, 
I mentioned at the beginning Dick Vitale. So the episode right before this is the amazing Dick Vitale. Uh, the interview is kind of a boiled down version of the talk that I got to hear him give at a, a work event. He is awesome. He's just like, Dick is walking motivation. He's a bundle of inspirational quotes and stories and kick you in the butt and go out and do something kind of feeling. So I am so lucky to get Dick. Um, I've talked before about this idea of if you don't have something you want, ask for it. So after Dick gave his talk, I'm like, look, I'm not interviewing him right now. So if I ask him and he says, no, I'm no worse off. So I went up to him and I asked him and he's like, yeah, that sounds great. I told him about the show and he's like, sure, here's my daughter's phone number. Call her and tell her dad said it's okay. And I'm like, okay. So, uh, or maybe it's her email address. So whatever, I sent his daughter an email and she's like, he can do, um, you know, this day. And does that work for him? I'm like, yep, I'll make it work. Let's do it. And, um, Sure enough, like, you know, it ended up happening, which is great because you still kind of feel like until it's done, I'm not going to say anything because you never know. Like, he's so busy. Maybe suddenly he's on a plane or he's got something, uh, you know, something better to do. But he was there. And unfortunately, uh, my call recorder did not work. And we knew it like I didn't do the interview and then had nothing. It was like we couldn't even hear each other. So. Um, I lost about five minutes and definitely that was um, not happy for him either. It was, it was frustrating on his end too. Um, but he stuck with it and we ended up having another way to record and it worked out. And I got like 10 or 11 minutes of hyper inspirational condensed Dick Vitale in, in this burst of energy. Um, so I was pretty psyched to bring that. And then, you know, that that's it for what's come out so far, but there's so much more to come. I'm so thankful to have had the opportunity to bring this show out. It came out of a weird inspiration. Like I'd had the thought for it, but I got called by a radio station asking me if I wanted to do a show and I would have to pay to produce it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, partially because I wasn't sure I had the regular, regularly scheduled time to do the show and partially because I didn't want to pay to produce it. Um, so I took that and I was like, I've been thinking about this podcast. I really should just do it because the reasons why they were telling me a radio show was a great idea. I'm like, well, the same is true for the podcast. So I got to do that. And I've met all these amazing people. So I knew I had tons of people I could interview and that's exactly what happened. So I'm going to wrap this up one more time. One vegan day, please join me. It's this week. Not this week for the people watching the live recording. It's this week for when this comes out. It's October 19th, my 40th birthday. Please help me make my birthday have an impact on lives, on the environment. Give it a try. It's one day. You can totally do anything for a day. I will send you some tips, some ideas for how to make it easier. But it is super easy to not eat meat, not eat dairy, not eat honey, not eat basically any animal products for one day. It's all I'm asking for. And I promise you when you're done... You'll be like, oh, I made that out to be much harder than it was because it's not hard. And once you do one day, you might wake up like me approaching four years later. So give it a try. BrianFalchuk.com slash one vegan day. You can spell out one or you can use the number one. They both work. And that's it. So I will wrap things up here and I will end the show the way I end every show. But I don't have a guest to join me saying it. So I will just tell you today is a new day. Go out and do it. Thanks, everyone.